0: I'm going to be reading from Matthew 22, famously known as the Great Commandment passage. And then a few chapters later, Matthew 28, equally famously known Great Commission passage. Two of the foundational passages in all the New Testament, which really frames all that we do at Wood's Edge. Matthew 22, beginning at verse 36. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And then a few chapters later, 28, at the end of that chapter, Jesus is about to embark and Getting close to going back to heaven. Verse 18 And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Word of God. Please be seated. Well, church, this morning, I'm just particularly excited, uh, although I dreadfully miss not just going verse by verse, but I'm excited for you to know better all that God is doing through you, the Spring Woodlands area, greater Houston area, various countries around the world that God has called us to be about. And you have a part of it. If this is your church home, you're being a part of this church, you pray here, you give here, you serve here. You make it possible for us to do uh, so, some, some extraordinary things that God, that, that God has given us to be a part of. And I know that you don't know about it. You haven't been to these places. You don't know about a lot of these ministries. I don't even know about all these ministries here, I don't think, hardly. But, but they're so exciting. Not one of us is going to do everything, but all of us can do something. And many of you, your something is not outside the walls. It's inside the walls. I see a lot of you with these uh, children's church uh, shirts that tell me that you serve in children's ministry, like Dan right, right over there. And uh, we could not do church. We could not have church if and those folks were holding babies and working with three year olds and serving in our student ministries in the building this way and get, letting a thousand cars get in in our parking lot and, and off in a reasonable way. We couldn't be part of. Of everything that's going on outside the walls, unless many of you were called inside the walls. That's equally valuable. And it is together, together, not, you know, us over here and us over there, but but together we advance the kingdom of God in whatever niche, whatever way that God has called us in our battle station. But it is exciting, and I want all of us to know more what's going on in this community, in the greater Houston area, and overseas. As the kingdom advances, as we're part of it, uh, with good news and good deeds, with words and deeds, proclaiming the gospel, demonstrating the gospel. These are going to be local things, international things. Uh, In fact, ideally, uh, everything that we do includes word and deed. But, But a lot of the ministries lean to the word, and a lot of them lean to the deed. For example, we've Got a Chung family, Jacob and Miriam Chung, in um, Malawi. Jacob was born in Korea. Uh, Miriam was born in the Philippines. They were at Wood's Edge a number of years. They did disciple making here, led some groups. Those of you who know them know their hearts for God. They had a real calling to go to Malawi, one of our focus countries, one of the poorer countries in the world. They've been there for two and a half years. They're loving it. They feel more at home there than here. Always a good sign you're called overseas. Jacob's main ministry, he's learning Chichewa, he is preaching in Chichewa, he is discipling, he wants to see movements of the gospel spread and expand through his ministry. He's primarily the good news. His wife Miriam is a registered nurse. She is in a medical clinic in a very poor area without medical care, and they see, I think, about 100 patients a day. We're talking little babies, little children, teenagers, old people who desperately need medical care that's primarily good deeds. And it's just exciting. They could not be there without you. You're giving, you're praying, you're being a part of what's going on here. So when we talk about outside the walls ministries, we're talking about word and deed locally and internationally in all kinds of ways. Now, we've got about 21 missionaries spread out around the globe. I think there are five more going out this year. Um, some of those are fully supported by Woods Edge. Some are partially supported. Some don't really need support. They're like teaching in a school. Things. It depends on the on the situation, but they all are are, uh, are part of the Woods Edge family, and we're part of them. There are dozens of ministries in, in this area, the Greater Houston area that we're partnering with. Many of them, the folks, uh, go to Woods Edge, but not all of them. But all of them are consistent with our vision, and we've got some strong tie here, friends. Um. Uh, it's a big responsibility for us as a church to allocate God's money, not Wood's Edge's money, but God's money. Uh, in the last uh, 18 months, uh, when we've paid off our debt by the grace of God miraculously ahead of time, uh, we have set aside 50% of our regular fund income, regular general giving, uh, to go outside the walls. And basically, the money that comes in one year, half of it, take 50% of it, and half of it spend the next year. Our fiscal year begins this July one. And we will take in this coming year about $7 million. That means in the next 12 months after July 1, about $3.5 million will go to ministries helping precious people, hurting people, people that Jesus loves all over this area and beyond. And that's a privilege to be part of that. But it's also a big responsibility because every dollar matters to God. And we do this prayerfully. We seek God. We've got teams that uh, are praying and talking and seeking God where to allocate that money. We'd love your input. Uh, Tim Martin will be the guy to field all of your input, telling where to go on that money. But uh, I want you to understand uh, more about the specific sort of ministries that are involved because there are so many uh, life-changing, thrilling things. Now, church, let's just be real clear about a couple of things. No credit to Wood's Edge. There are other churches that do this. Not a whole lot, but there are other churches that do this. And I'm sure there are some churches doing more. It is our privilege uh, that we live in an affluent area that God has been so gracious and generous to you, that you're such a generous congregation, that we even can give uh, a big percentage like that outside. That's our privilege. And it's just a response to God's goodness and graciousness and leading for us. Not only is it um, a gift of God to partner, uh, but, but, but it is for God and for, for Christ alone. John Stott, who was a leading pastor... In Great Britain, talked about the driving heart behind anything that's missional outside the walls. And this is what he said. He said, we should be jealous for the honor of his name, troubled when it remains unknown. Are you troubled that the name of Jesus is unknown largely in Bhutan and so many other places? We shall be troubled when it remains unknown, but hurt when it is ignored, indignant when it is blasphemed, and all the time anxious and determined that it shall be given the honor and glory which are due to it. The highest of all missionary motives is neither obedience to the Great Commission, important as that is, nor love for sinners who are alienated and perishing, strong as that incentive is, but rather zeal, burning and passionate zeal for the glory of Jesus Christ. Church, this is the foundation, the glory of Jesus Christ. The reason that I began with the great commandment passages before I spent the rest of the time talking about all of the ministries outside the walls is because I want to underscore and double underline it in your minds that these outside-the-walls ministries are not the main thing at Wood's Edge. They're vital, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is that we love Jesus with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. And we chase after Jesus. And we love him. And we receive his love for us. That will always be front and center at Wood's Edge. And so let's just remind ourselves. It's not primarily to the work of God, but to the worship of God that we give our lives. We give ourselves. And in that context, everything else will flow in a healthy way that pleases the Lord. Our vision here, our mission here rather, love Jesus, that's first. Love one another, journey together, that's the second commandment. And then uh, we want to bring hope to the world and we want to reach outside the walls. Vital, but not primarily. The worship of God, the glory of God, the love of God. Friends, that's where we focus. And because we've been so loved by him, we we want to love people outside the walls for Christ's sake in all kinds of ways. None of us can do everything. All of us can do something. Let me uh, briefly just mention the 50%. Why 50%? Not a magic number, uh, but we just feel like several years ago as the video talked about that uh, God began putting that on some of our minds, some of the elders' hearts, and we've just just been praying into that and just felt this is what we ought to do. We ought to pray that we get out of debt. You know, we built this thing in the global recession time, bad timing there, but God used it. And we got out of debt early, and, uh, and so it's our privilege. Also, uh, by the way, that's his leading for now. If it changes in the future, up or down, then we'll want to change whether we be sensitive to God. But that's his leading for now. But by the way, here we are living in the affluent U.S. suburbs. I mean, compared to most of the world uh, with the great starvation, with, with, with over a, well over a billion people who don't even know somebody who, who is a Christian, I mean, it is incumbent upon us uh, to look beyond ourselves to the crying, overwhelming needs around the planet. It is our privilege. God is a global God. And so we must be global Christians, locally and internationally. So that's one of the 50% uh, to whom much is given, much is required. And that's not only true of you as individuals, but us as a church. church. We had a Cholulu quote, Morgan Cholulu, uh, on the screen a church that is not focused outside the walls is no church at all we believe that here the guy who said that wasn't part of a wealthy church in america he was part of a small poor church in zambia in the middle of an AIDS pandemic but even he realized he got to go outside the walls or you're not really a church at all not if jesus is our savior who came to seek and to save that which is lost so we've got to be external some of you came in here this morning with overwhelming needs in your own life. Church, I hurt for you. I know about some of them. A man that I knew in this church uh, took his life uh, this past week, and I just hurt for that family. But let me say to you, even those with overwhelming hurts, if you focus inside on the hurts, it won't work for you. God has made you to look outside to focus on loving your neighbor. Go beyond yourself. And that's the best thing for you yourself. Okay. So we've got um, this calling to reach out beyond the walls. Now, this is what we're doing. Let me get specific. Let me drill in specifically what we're doing. If We've got about $3.5 million to spend in the coming year. We look at it as in five buckets. Just find this a helpful paradigm. Uh, The first bucket is... Our basic disciple-making ministries where you're focusing on helping people come into the kingdom and helping people grow into the kingdom, the discipleship ministry. Secondly, uh, there, is the, there are the unreached people groups. Uh, I'll explain a little bit more about what that is, but these are churches without hardly any um, witness in their countries, and they need some extra outside help. Thirdly, compassion and justice bucket. Fourthly, human trafficking, great Need of our day with more slaves than ever in the world, 27 million. And then fifthly, children at risk, orphans, uh, foster care, uh, children who are hungry, the unborn, all of those days. So so let me explain what's going on in each of those five bucket areas. And for some of you who are not involved with ministry at all, I'm trusting that God is going to spur your heart on one of these. Uh, Yes, that's my calling, at least for this season. I need to get into the game because too much exciting is happening for me to miss out on. So this is what's going on. The disciple-making bucket. Now, that's basically the Great Commission that I read just a bit earlier. Go and make disciples. Now, that's all of us in our neighborhoods and our workplaces. That's our top five. And I've asked you before to go to God. God, give me five people in my life who don't yet know Jesus that I could pray for daily and and that I could look for opportunities to reach out to. And, And you're doing that. And that's kind of the bread and butter of disciple-making. That didn't cost a dime. We're praying. We're reaching out. We're, we're, we're looking to, to see people, disciple, into the kingdom and then to grow into the kingdom. It also includes everything, discipleship, inside the walls with each other, with our children, with our students, in our small groups. All of that is part of that. But there are also plenty of people outside the walls that we've got ministries targeting, um, targeting them to help reach them for Christ and grow them in Christ, locally and internationally. For example, we've got two couples in Cuenca, Ecuador, the Burtons and the Rollins. And uh, what they're doing, the last year, it's been so exciting because God is opening up door after door with pastors across the country of Ecuador. And they are now training people in, in how to study the Bible, DBS, Discovery Bible Study. And, 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 and how to do real discipleship in their churches. And I believe they're going to impact the whole nation of Ecuador. Uh, It's just so exciting what they're doing. The doors God's opening up. Uh, There is uh, uh, Madrid. The Swensons are there now. The Bordezas are going there this summer. Maybe some others going there. The Bordezas. There should be a a PowerPoint slide for that one. Come on up. There you go. Spain, one of the uh, most needy countries in Europe. Hardly anybody there are, are Bible believing believers. Great needs. And they want to see a great movement there among the dear Spanish people and all of the folks pouring in from northern Africa. Uh, Malawi. I already mentioned the Chung's. The Chung's are there. Great ministries that are going on. We're really already seeing uh, a movement among the chiefs. I think a couple of those slides look to me like some of the chiefs in the villages of Malawi. And there's this movement that's just taken off there. And Tim Martin and Ken Kiner and some others from Woods Edge have, have been over there training people and just taking off and people are coming to Christ. So that's the sort of thing we're, we're, we're about locally. We want to be about the same sort of thing. There are ministries here um, zeroing in on that. We, we want to plant churches. You know, Greg Johnson just planted a church with Riverstone and Woods Edge out at Wood Forest. Uh, been going eight weeks. He, Greg is really encouraged by how things are going. We want to continue planting churches in the greater Houston area. Got Bender's Landing on, on, on my heart right now. And um, we are also part of a Houston church planning network. We're one of four anchor churches, First Presbyterian, Grace Community Church, Faith Bridge, Woods Edge, and some other churches are partnering together to train future church planners. And together, we want to raise up church plants in our city because we need that. That's how the kingdom advances, all through the book of Acts, all through history. So that, that's part of it. Uh, prison and jail ministries. Uh, There must be four, five, or six uh, different groups at Woods Edge who go to the jails every week. I can barely, you know, tamp down Josh Walker's enthusiasm for going down to the Harris County Jails. I mean, seeing those folks, that's disciple making, seeing people come to Christ. This past week, this is what happened at a jail in Navasota. Bob McComas and Charles Culpepper in our church go there every week, and the inmates at that prison uh, wanted to have a series of meetings last weekend. They, had, they held those meetings. They led up themselves. 250 of the inmates attended. 23 of them came to Christ and were baptized and are getting discipled. A movement led by inmates in Navasota doing DBS and Discovery Bible Study. That even woke up Proctor's son down there, didn't hang. We've got a dog down here you're going to hear about later. And um, uh, Friends, you're a part of that. Everybody can't go to Navasota. I've never been to the Navasota prison. But we together are advancing the kingdom in all kinds of ways. And we're a part of that. And that's and part of that discipleship ministries. Ken Womack is one of our elders. He was on the video. Ken leaves tomorrow morning for Bhutan. Bhutan is a Buddhist country, small little country, you know, in the Himalayas. It's a Buddhist, it's a persecution. Uh, it's called an unreached people group because there's not enough believers there to really sustain a movement. Four or five times a year, Ken, his brother-in-law, leads a, a small missions organization. And they travel for about three weeks at a time in various obscure places of the globe. And they train pastors and leaders in how to disciple their people and plant churches. And it spreads Uh, There were 20 of these master trainers on our campus for their training last year. I met one of them, Moses, who lives in Kampala, Uganda. And uh, Moses, um, he felt the need to uh, move his church to a different area of the city. And it was a heavily Muslim area in Uganda. He resisted, but he really felt God wanted to, so he did that. And now every week they're seeing Muslims come to faith in Jesus. Last week, 25 Muslims come to faith in Jesus through that ministry. And one of them is an imam that is a pastor whose life is now on the line. He's fleeing for his life because he's come to faith in Jesus. Now, friends, you don't go over there with, with Ken, although Justin Stone does. Uh, you, you may not go with Ken, but you're a part of what he does because Wood's Edge is vitally involved with the ministry of Ken Womack. By the way, Moses uh, finished a conference last night and was calling Ken last night from Uganda. Ken, in the last six months in all of our ministries here, 12,000 people have come to Christ 6,000 of them have been baptized or are being discipled. Church, you're a part part of what God's doing, both locally in the greater Houston area. So many beautiful ministries here and and, and around the world. All right, that's disciple-making bucket, and there's a lot else. Okay, uh, the unreached people groups bucket. Okay, unreached people groups. That's a missions term. And it means this. Less than 2% of the people in that country are believers. And so they don't have enough resources. They don't have enough believers really to get a movement started. And so they need some outside support and missionaries to go into there. And we're involved with unreached people groups, get this, both in Houston and beyond. Because the nations from unreached people groups are coming into Houston for four or five years, Bill and Kathy Henson. Uh, Alan Casper. Others have been going down to southwest Houston. They're working with Iraqi refugees. The, the, the uh, Victoria Kirpanov Actually, my daughter goes down there every Tuesday with Victoria, with the Burmese and with others in that area. There are people from the nations who are streaming into Houston. Friends, this is an unprecedented opportunity. You cannot go to many of these countries to share the gospel in an open way, but they're coming here Callie just texted me yesterday. She was so excited because she's got this contact with uh, this Iranian family, you know, Muslim background, who are going to be coming to dinner at her house, and she was so excited about that. Friends, that's the opportunities that we have here. Um, Both internationally and locally, we're involved with that. Uh, I mentioned the Kerpenovs and the Bekovs who got kicked out of Uzbekistan for the gospel, right down here in the front. They're doing great ministry mostly with people from unreached people groups in greater Houston and around the Russian-speaking world. They go to very obscure places, Dagestan, what's that that? street, what's that country over there? Kazakhstan. I've been to Kazakhstan with Ivan. Um, You know, and they're seeing disciples make disciples, make disciples, and there are several movements that have begun through their ministries. It's just the most incredible, exciting thing going on, and there's a lot of that sort of thing going on right here in the greater Houston area. Um, The Macowns in western China, young kids, working with indigenous peoples, unreached people groups, western China, love it, loving it there. The Hanlas in Lebanon, working with, uh, you know, a difficult country. One of their folks who came to Christ, Ali, was here for the men's advance, and talking with this guy, he is so excited about Jesus Christ. And his life is in danger in Lebanon. That's the kind of people that we are involved with through people like the Handlers. The Cypherts have worked with international students, many from unreached people groups, for years in this area and give themselves to that. You're a part. You're a part. The third bucket, compassion and justice. Let's, just, let's move from good news to good deeds, from the words primarily to the deeds, although all of this combines them both. Uh, just right here on our campus. If you walk out those doors and look at a portable, there's a Threads of Love portable. About a 1,000 people come every month to get food and clothing. You ought to see it on Wednesday mornings. The doors open at 11 o'clock. But by 6.30 or 7 a.m., people start coming in because they want to get first in line to get those clothes. They're in good shape and food. And, and, And it's just so encouraging to see what God's doing through you making ministries like that happen threads of love, just an example of compassion and justice, the sort of thing that's on the heart of God. Remember the poor. Remember the poor. Refugees ministries. I've already talked about it, but that's not just good news and discipling. There's tangible, hands-on, physical ways that there's ministry to those folks, all kind of ways. I think about Skip Strauss's emergency ministries. These are first responders, firefighters who who've put their lives on the line, see folks dying, see babies dying, and at times they give their own lives. And Skip has got this ministry to firefighters, not on the greater Houston, it's spreading throughout the United States, and even bouncing around to other parts of the world now. Skip leads that vital ministry of compassion for, for folks. So many, many others. Human trafficking. Okay, real slaves. 1960. Sometimes you hear about it in the woodlands, not just in India and Thailand, but, but coming into our country. Worldwide, 27 million people enslaved. And just like the folks, the, the Christ followers in 1850 couldn't sit on the sidelines and pretend that that didn't exist, they weren't a part of it, neither can we. So Dennis and Bobby Marks right here in Houston rescuing girls. I wish you could see some of these young women. Uh, I almost mistakenly called one of their names, the first service, who, who has been rescued out and now has got some ministry training and is ministering to others and just a dear lover of Jesus. And that's what they're all about. Love 146, Christian Rose, in our community, opening up the Houston chapter to help rescue, particularly working with children in schools and prevention. Uh, India, hotbed of human trafficking. we partner with a group there called Freedom Firm. We send short-term trips to go over to India to partner with them. There are all kinds of ways that we can be involved with the great causes of justice and compassion around the world and around greater Houston. Finally, let me mention one more, children at risk. This is so precious. Love fosters hope. Many of you were in on the foundation of that Royal Family Kids Count about 15 years ago, where we began bringing in foster kids, that is the orphans of our society, many of whom have been abused and abandoned many of whom have been, never been loved by parents ever. And Cindy Miracle and her team, many of you take a week off of vacation, bring these kids together in the Royal Family Kids Camp, and now it's expanded to the next three more age groups, four of these camps, and love on these kids for a year. That is exactly what kingdom of God people ought to be about. We know God's heart for the orphan and the widow. So many of you just give yourself to that. Pro life ministries of various kinds. Uh, uh, yeah, the Crisis Pregnancy Center right over there. Uh, others um, that we're involved with. Uh, orphanages around the world, in the Abba's arms, in Kenya. Jane Alexander from part of the Woods Edge family, as a single woman, 20 years ago, starts this great ministry in the mountains of, of Kenya blessing these orphans and bringing them in. They don't have a home. They don't have parents. Their parents have died of AIDS. This year, Holly Morrison uh, from our church went on a short-term trip there. And let me tell you what happened to Holly. Holly and her husband, Peter, uh, were divorced seven or eight years ago, nine or 10 years ago. Her dream had been to go on a short-term mission trip, and when she was divorced, she felt like, man, I'll never get to go. Four years after being divorced... Holly and Peter get remarried. And Peter leads our usher team. You've seen him back there. You just don't recognize him. I don't have a picture of him. Holly is is on our children's staff. they got a great marriage. God can heal marriages. Encouragement to those of you out there who are about to give up. Uh, Their marriages are healed. Holly goes on this short-term mission trip. Near the end, she she sees a 17-year-old girl who's been in that orphanage for since she was 8 or 9 years old. Both parents died of AIDS. She's withdrawn. She's, you know, just not secure. She doesn't feel loved. Holly reaches out to her, loves her. Even after she leaves, daily Holly has texted her or called her, built a relationship. And now, if they can get grace, a visa, she's going to come and live with the Martians and go to school here. Friends, that sort of thing is happening all over Woods Edge. Uh, you know, you guys are far ahead of me with this compassion, justice, children, so many things. You should know this, church, if you've not traveled outside the United States. we got great needs here with orphanages. You know, the orphan care system, the foster care system. If there is a special needs orphan in a third world country or a second world country, they are just basically abandoned. You ought to see it in, in, in Turkey. It's incredibly sad. You know, it's a mark of dishonor. It's a mark of shame. And they're basically just kind of abandoned, tied to a crib, left there all day to fend for themselves. We work with three special needs orphanage ministries around the world. Ankara, um, Ecuador, and Guiyang, China. Let me tell you about Guiyang, China. Uh, Melody Chandler, a girl and a woman in her late 20s from our church, moves to China she goes to this city of Guiyang, which is about a million people, and we've never heard of it. And all these Chinese people, I've been there to, to Guiyang, and all these Chinese people are around there, and in the middle of this foreign city with, surrounded by Chinese, she's, got, she's leading this ministry with 30 special needs orphans, some of whom will be killed in the government system there eventually, or trafficked. And she is rescuing them and loving them for Christ's sake. And she's got in a high-rise building. There are four or five big apartments, and I'm looking around there, and there are special needs children all over from all age ranges. I go into her bedroom, and even in her bedroom, there's about three special needs cribs and children there. She didn't have a place to be alone. And my heart breaks that Melody Chandler is doing that for Jesus Christ's love. And she's a modern-day Mother Teresa. You can be a part of loving these special children for Christ's sake. You've got a stake in it. Friends, this is unprecedented times. This is the greatest harvest in world history by far. 20,000 people a day, Ken Womack talked about, coming to Christ in India. 20,000 in China. 20,000 in sub-Saharan Africa. Not in the United States. The church in the United States is slowly going downhill. We need a major revival. A coming to Christ birthed in prayer. But there are incredible things happening around the globe. We cannot stand on the sidelines. We get to heaven. What did you do in the great harvest? The guy from the 15th century asked us, well, I did nothing but re my house. You know, that can't be the answer. Enjoy your house. I enjoy our house. But by God's grace, for the sake of these dear people, everyone who matters to Jesus so much that he says, as you have done to the least of these, you do it to me. For God's sake, get involved with the kingdom of God around the world. You do so when you pray, when you give, when you serve. Um, Some of you have ministries. Some of you have ministries inside the walls. Thank God for you. We couldn't send $3.5 million outside the walls. We'd have plenty of people working inside the walls. Thank God for you. When I see these folks in these blue shirts, I do cartwheels inside. Not really, but I get excited. (laughs) But... um, But if you don't have a place in the kingdom, find one. Find one. We'll help you. Walk over there to Threads of Love and say, how can I volunteer? Go with Debs Walker down to these women pouring out of the jails who need to be loved so they won't be trafficked. Go on a short-term ministry trip overseas and see God do for you what he did for me in Istanbul. Change your whole life. Do it friends there is nothing get this there is nothing more exciting going on in the planet than what god is doing in the nations including right here in houston nothing you're excited about the nba playoffs so am i we won a game last night friends that is that is that's like eating a butterfinger compared to prime rib you know that's nothing this is the excitement Get involved. Okay, we're gonna get wound up here. (laughs) Better, better land this plane, friends. You're doing a great job, Woods Edge. I am so proud of you. So many of you are so far ahead of me. Way to go, way to go. Many of you, you just haven't known what to do yet. Well, let's find you a place inside or outside. All of us can do these three things. We can pray. Look, Samuel Zwimmer, who really opened up the Muslim world when it was a t- tough, tough place the Saudi Arabia Peninsula. He said this, the history of missions is the history of answered prayer. It is the key to the whole mission problem. All human means are secondary. We believe that here at Wood's Edge. Your prayers change the world. We pray. Secondly, we give. You're a generous church. You guys are giving just left and right. The last 18 months since we started giving, 50% outside the world, outside the walls, we've uh, had more financial blessing than ever and more blessing in every way than ever. You cannot give God. Um, Every service, we've stopped collecting our offering baskets We'll see how that works. Uh, we've got offering baskets around the building, kind of as our response to God. After the message, when we're taking communion, if it's your, your week to give, you know, most of us give about once a month. But bring, as an act of worship to God, 10% of your income and put it in that thing. And we serve God together. So many of you, so, so generous. And then finally, pray, give, go. Go. Go on a short-term mission trip. Go help with human trafficking in you know, 1960. Go to Teen Street and help with the homeless. Go to Threads of Love. Help what? be a part of the advance of the kingdom of God in Houston and around the world. It's so exciting. Stand with me. Lord God, please guide us. We surrender all of this to you, Lord. It is a privilege, a privilege to be part of what you're doing. Lord God, I know the hearts of folks at Woods Edge. There to love and to serve. Lord, unleash even more out into the harvest. But oh God, oh God, always, 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 may first of all be our own love relationship with Jesus because you first loved us. We pray in Christ's name, amen.